0: Hello. We are entering a new cycle today and this one is another emotional one, but these emotional energies feel more like they have so much more to offer intellectually. I feel like we will have a better grasp of the emotional experiences and we will also have some uplifting ones thrown in to boot. Welcome to the magic of human design. I'm your host, Candace Wishman, a 62 generator, psychic intuitive, and today we will navigate the new energy cycle we are entering. In these energy cycle episodes, uh, in the first part, I'm going to talk about the technical human design stuff, and in the second part, I'll talk about how this may affect you and what you can do about it. These forecasts are about helping you understand what you may be experiencing energetically through the collective waves of energy and give you the tools and empowerment you need to move through them. If at any time you find yourself getting caught up in the terms I use, please let go of that for now and just open to the message that follows. You'll get everything you need, even if you don't know exactly what I'm talking about in regard to human design. I do have some informative videos on YouTube that will explain a lot of these terms. I like to provide a backlog to the information that I deliver, um, where I'm kind of guided to channel certain things in certain parts of a chart that is beneficial for us today. It kind of just gives you, uh, for those of you who like technical stuff, it gives you a little bit of a, a buffer of information. So the first thing we're going to look at is the Incarnation Cross energy that we step into today. And the the Incarnation Cross um, kind of resembles the core mission of this energy cycle, but it also represents the core um, experience that we'll be having at this time. So this is the right angle cross of contagion, and this carries the energy of desire and to experience what you desire. You may feel inspired to try new things. It may even be on a whim or impulse, but it will serve you. Everyone around you will benefit whether it turns out good or bad. It will be inspiring. It's like giving yourself permission to have an experience, and it feels light and exciting, so... I feel like you can allow yourself to get carried away with it if you want. This is a powerful energy of saying yes to what lights you up and reintroducing us all to learning how to follow our heart because not all consequences are bad. The gate that is involved with this particular energy is gate 30, which is the gift of passion. So for the next few days, we're going to be dealing with a lot of energy around passion and desires. Some will be extremely inspiring and some will feel pressured and heavy. Much of this energy is here to help us continue to fine-tune our resonance for what lights us up and to clear up any belief systems we have that get in the way of what feels good. We get to refine our understanding of authentic passion. Not passion that is simulated or stimulated for superficial reasons, but true, legit, oh my God, I'm excited about this. Okay, that didn't really sound exciting but (laughs) because I channel all of this information so I'm actually reading what I channeled but (laughs) it's like, oh my God, I'm actually really excited about this or something that gets you really giddy or excited. Uh, And maybe that's just my version of what authentic passion feels like but for everyone in their own way, you're going to have these experiences or an experience or two that's going to remind you of what authentic passion is, what what truly inspires you, and what is really driving you to want to experience new things and accumulate new things for yourself. Channels to me... Are super powered so they give us the right dose of positivity and high vibes that help us continue to outgrow our old ways of being we have so many channels helping us out at this time like especially at the start of this week it's going to be really really high vibrational And to understand that if you don't feel high vibrational in this moment, that's okay, it's coming, it's going to come in waves and bursts, and we'll kind of talk about the actual cycle in just a few minutes, but um, we will feel the inspiration from the channel of originality and the creative expression in that. We will feel the empowered energy to prosper from the gift of the channel of empowerment. We will feel the release of any attachments to things that we don't need with the channel of openness. We will feel a little more courage from the channel of daring to act in the right way on our inspiration. And from the channel of experience, we will get the added boost of appreciating that everything we're experiencing right now is breaking us out of this stuck feeling energy and maybe even the gift of laughter to go along with it. These channels are here to help us remember that we are digging through the dirt to get to the good stuff. And the good stuff is always there exactly when we need it the most. The center that we will be associating with in this particular energy cycle is the solar plexus, which is an emotional authority. So we'll most likely experience some emotional turbulence about what we long for and the lack of its manifestation, or more so, we may be triggered emotionally by that. And that's okay. It's doing its job of using our emotional energy to create change in our energy flow. So now we're going to actually get into the full cycle of the energy, which is here to help us all heal the victim of our desires. Traversing from shadow to shift to gift, we have the energy of desire, lightness and rapture. Um, I talk about this a little bit later, but don't worry too much about the terms, more about the feeling that you're having as you're experiencing um, the shift and the Um, energetic cycle that's kind of cycling out those old stagnant energies. The cycle of transformation um, will have us experiencing waves of this. So there may be many times when you feel misaligned in the energy of desire and work your way through to the gift the shift and then find yourself back to misaligned energy this is just the cycle of depth you're experiencing and it doesn't mean you've gone backwards or have failed in any way you're going to experience the shadow and then you're going to be aware of the shadow and you're going to shift it with what the tools i'm going to give you and you're going to enter the uh, embodying the gift of moving through this energy it's sort of like understanding that the energy of rapture or even just feeling divinely connected is always there with you, but sometimes we have experiences and filters and emotions clouding our ability to feel it all the time. And the shifts that I talk about in these energy cycles is what actually moves us, moves the moves, it shouldn't say moves us, we're standing still. It moves the energy that's filtering our ability to perceive the light or the high vibrational or experience the high vibrational stuff. I hope that makes sense. Anyways, so no matter how you're going about this energy cycle, you're going about it perfectly for you because that is exactly what you're doing. Desire isn't always a bad thing, and I feel like the detriment comes more from the attachment to the desire and responsibility of making sure it comes to fruition. It wouldn't surprise me to see varying experiences around how much we are trying to force things to happen and a deconstruction of hustle culture on some level. <clears throat> sorry, for some there are sorry, for some there will be an energy of opening to letting themselves desire and for others there may be reconciliation about how much they are actually responsible for when trying to manifest or create their desires in the physical reality. We are releasing all the catchy old paradigms around if you want your dreams you have to come true, you have to make them happen. We are learning that there is so much more at play than just what we have control over. This isn't an all or nothing perspective. This isn't about getting something for nothing, although I will say we are worthy of receiving no matter what we do or don't do. This is about putting our energies into things that ignite our passion and trusting that it will cultivate what is perfect for us and not so much about forcing things to happen as if you're responsible for everyone and everything in your life. Um, so there's lots to dismantle with this one, but I feel each and every single one of us are going to get what we need to keep growing uh, and experiencing and expanding. Now let's talk about the cycle of energy Um that shows up in our life in the form of like a misalignment. It starts by becoming aware of when we are feeling misaligned or out of sorts in the energy we're in. The examples that I give you are kind of, they're just a whole bunch of different examples. So if they don't resonate with you, they won't all resonate. Some of them will resonate, some of them won't, but you can just use this as a resonance exercise and being like, oh, that feels about right. Mm, That's not me. That just means it's for somebody else that's listening. So how you know you're existing in the misaligned energy of this shadow, of the misaligned energy of desire or the attachment to the desire. You may find yourself being super fixated on the outcome of your goal. Now, when we kind of get super fixated, and <clears throat> I talk a bit about the subconscious energy in um, in a moment, but to understand so many of our filters and conditioning and programming and all of these things that kind of get in the way of us perceiving that we're connected um, come from our experiences and come from um, mostly our childhood or past lives. So if you find yourself being super fixated on the outcome of your goal, you're attached to that outcome because that outcome, whatever that goal is, You've you've decided it's going to give you some value in some way. And that's really it's a very innocent thing. There's no judgment in that. We're just here to bring awareness. So you may find yourself taking everything super seriously in the sense that if one little thing goes wrong, you're you're afraid that everything will fail. And this is a direct correlation to feeling responsible or being made to feel responsible for everything in your life or for everything in everyone else's life. Sometimes it'll show up as like, maybe you were made responsible for how somebody felt and now you feel responsible for everything as an adult. And I, maybe I'll do some segments on, on how the subconscious actually shows up in our adult lives and the root of it and all these things, but they're all tied together. Um, this could also have happened if you tried really hard at something, but you didn't reach your goal. There could have been a lot of judgment or criticism for you in not doing it right. And that's why you didn't reach your goal or what have you. There could be some kind of inner narrative in your mind that's trying to tell you that you need to take this seriously or it won't turn out. And that kind of is just going to create stress for you, especially with things that you have no control over. Um, You may struggle with allowing yourself to want to, to desire something or someone is, if you do, it will make you greedy or a bad person. So this is more for people who have maybe some imprints or belief systems that um, a, you know, receiving your desires or even desiring something you don't have is greedy or superficial or what have you. So you could be feeling, having those feelings come up and you just get to move through them and, and accept them and acknowledge them and do what you need to do to, to move through. Um, you may fear that you don't achieve your goal or the outcome of your desires that you will not be rewarded. So this particular one is for... People who have a very strict, all or nothing, right or wrong um, programming or experience where things need to be, things need to develop a certain way, or, you know, it has to be this specific dollar amount or this specific item, or it was all for naught um, because this is the only thing that's going to bring this versus, you know, it, it's sort of, and again, very deep conditioning around that. So it's really just awareness. Um, You may be obsessive about your desires as if you're less than without them or you'll lose something or someone if they are not obtained. And so this one is really interesting and we're going to kind of get into um, where the shadow, the root of the shadow really is because so much of what we desire sometimes is really we're trying to overcome the feeling of lack we have and so we put our goals and we put our desires on this pedestal um, as you know if we achieve them or obtain them in some way we'll have it all it's sort of sometimes it, the mentality, and again, we're not judging. We're not judging things from a place of criticism. We're judging from a place of acceptance. Like this is the world that we kind of grew up in, but the energy has changed so much that it's no longer um, a viable way to sustain life or to thrive at life. So, this is very much to me the energy of. Um, when we're obsessive about those desires as if we obtain them, oh yes, this is the, <laughs> I had to like revisit my thought there for a second, um, where this is somebody who's like, if I just win the lottery, the money will solve all my problems. It's putting, it's putting that desire on money as if money can make them feel better about themselves. So again, we're taught we're kind of taught that if you're rich and you you know you ha- you can live whatever life you want. Well, I totally agree that money can allow you experiences sometimes that if you don't have money you can't have. I don't know if it necessarily correlates with value, right? It's not going to make you a more valuable human being, but that's not really what we're taught sometimes. So, just be mindful of where some of these belief systems come up because I guarantee you that even if you didn't, you know, naturally adopt them as something you're like oh yeah I guess I believe in it if you had that around you growing up chances are you probably you probably absorbed it in some way in your inner narrative so we have to remember that so much of our cognition from that moves from our subconscious and instigates our conscious thought comes from this, you know, it's almost like when you're a kid prior, I'm going to say prior to like 13, where the prefrontal course text starts to develop. I could be a little bit wrong on the age, so don't come at me. <laughs> I feel like it's something like around, uh, I'm going to say like 11 to 15, it starts developing, and that's our critical thoughts. It's sort of prior to that, your mind, your brain, I should say, mind is energy, your physical brain is like an empty cassette tape or empty CD or DVD or Whatever, and I'm I'm totally dating myself at this time. Um, but in and it's constantly recording everything in your environment through all your experiences, even if you don't have the experience directly. So a lot of these things that are going to come up for you guys this week is going to have a lot to do with what you absorbed in your and took on very innocently as your belief systems and what is constantly talking to you um, in your mind. So. Uh, you may feel you need uh, things in order to be loved, accepted, wanted, or respected. Like maybe every time you achieved a goal, you received love. Or you feel like um, people if people celebrate your wins, then they're celebrating you. There could be some kind of shadow. The problem with that is that it instills the belief that you're not worthy of celebration if you don't reach your goals or you don't receive your desires. Um, You may burn yourself out trying to create excitement or passion for something that's out of alignment for you because your brain has decided that that's the easiest route to get your desires met. And sometimes this happens, uh, especially if we are not mindful of how much we're absorbing from social media. Social media is I'm gonna show you the best part of me. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna sell you on the dream of my life. I'm gonna sell you on. There's so much that is falsified that we think we have to fake it until we make it. We think we have to curate this narrative instead of being able to just actually live into the experience. And again, this is a very innocent uh, thing that happens to us as human beings. So for me, the shadow of desire always comes from needing an end result of something because I need some form of proof that the effort or work was worth it. Like my brain is programmed to believe that I desire the outcome, the money, the title, the recognition, because with the money, I can do whatever, you know, um, with recognition, I'll get more clients to help who will pay money, right? We're we're talking about the misaligned shadow. This is me um, being able to be vulnerable about what it looks like to me when I face my own shadows. Um, In my mind... Um, I think if I get more of that and take care uh, and take care of, um, it'll take care of the fears and worries of not having enough or not being enough, but truly, it only really perpetuates a level of seriousness that makes me rigid and restrictive in my natural flow. It makes me feel like I have to keep doggedly working at things in order to keep up that, that the way that that comes in, but we're just, we're moving out of that space. But this is how the shadow shows up for me. Uh, always feeling like I don't have enough and feeling like I need to desire more in order to feel more, in order to feel more safe. Okay, So how you can consciously shift the energy when you notice that you're out of alignment. Um, you can witness your desires and feel into what is actually driving them. So not all desires need realignment, but the ones that make you feel less without them Uh, may need a closer look. And even the desires that you prioritize over other things, like I have a desire to accomplish this and I am going to prioritize it over my rest. I'm going to prioritize it um, over my intuitive instincts. And sometimes it's not about really dissecting yourself. It's just really about being able to take the time to to understand what's driving you. So allow yourself to surrender to allowing things to come as they're meant to. Oftentimes, it's that whole shouldering responsibility, right? We think we need to um, take responsibility for everything, but sometimes you know and we'll get to this and just we'll we'll get to this in a second because i did write this out okay so let yourself um sorry feel into anywhere you're afraid that if you don't do enough or do this the right way your desires will not come to fruition where did you believe that you know it's almost like not not allowing good mistakes to happen you know maybe just being able to shift and say you know what if if this if this doesn't pan out, it's not. It's gonna be a good mistake. You know, it's gonna it's gonna take me closer to my desires because maybe the root of what I'm desiring, you know, and I'll and and I feel like sometimes we get so fixated on that outcome. It's just recognizing that and then taking a step back, uh, reflect on what your needs are and honor how you actually do meet them, uh, and then let yourself become playful with your desires. So write a list of all the things you desire without any plan of how they'll come to pass um, or without any expectation of a specified outcome. So this is more for people who feel guilty on some level for wanting something they don't think they're allowed to have or for people who want to control the whole process. You know, plans for dreams are okay as long as you allow a little flexibility and maybe let the powers that be do some of the heavy lifting. And the way that kind of works is that if you truly honor this process, you'll get to actually feel into... um, what it feels like to be naturally inspired to do into doing things. So instead of the brain coming in and be like, well, if you want to meet this goal, you have to do X, Y, and Z. You're saying, okay, I really want this desire or this goal, and I'm going to live into it. I'm going to choose to only act upon that particular goal when I'm inspired to. And that's a really hard transition to make. But it might be some, if you're curious in nature, you want to see if it works, maybe do some exercises with some low-bearing fruit. Because I guarantee you when you get into that flow of curiosity and openness, people will come into your life, experiences will fall in your lap. You'll have these you'll have these opportunities to experience the next step towards your desire or your goal but through means with which your brain isn't capable of understanding because it requires people outside of you and um and in, in order to come to fruition but it might be the best path for you and what you experience along the way to that to that pinnacle so uh, when we talk about kind of like, um, surrendering to allow things happen as they meant, as they're meant to, sometimes we have these, um, we have this thing called divine timing and that means that sometimes even though we really want something, the right people may not be in the play in, in place or the right event or the right materials or what have you. And sometimes it's worth waiting for. Sometimes it's worth allowing things to unfold. And the beautiful thing is, is as you're learning to trust your instincts and your intuition and, and being, you know, um triggered in a good way, triggered into uh, inspiration or what lights you up, is that you learn to trust yourself and you learn to trust the universe and that it has your back. So this is really a great time to just feel into the desires you have and what your brain might be trying to make them mean for you. I don't want to be super definitive about this because energy is more fluid than that, but often our desires come from a place of lack that we don't even know we're in. Sometimes it's like, man, if I could just have this or if this would just work out, maybe everything will then be okay. So desires aren't actually a bad thing until their manifestation in our life makes us feel less than in the present moment we're in. So if our desires haven't manifested, do we feel less than? That's when it kind of takes a turn, right? So this reaction is actually very normal for a lot of people and super supportive in helping you identify any lack in the depths of your subconscious that you're still not aware of. Everything bubbles up from there in its due time. So for me, this shift happens when I feel the fixation I have with something. Now, I actually have this gate manifested in my natal chart. So this energy, when it comes round (laughs) at this time of year, like on a global scale, it's amplified a bit for me and it makes it easier for me to notice. So while the money or the recognition are great and allow me to pay my bills and survive in this 3D world, what I truly desire uh, is to be successful at helping and healing in my own way and in my own time without sacrificing Uh, the ability to pay my bills. So breaking down what I desire and why I desire it helps me understand where I may be trying to use the desire as something to quell my fears, but actually just creating more stress for myself because of it. So take the time to lean into your desire, You'll notice that you'll also notice if the desire or achieving the desire feels a little bit heavy, feels a little bit like responsibility versus feeling light and excited. So now um, how you kind of know that you're embodying the gift as we move through the cycle, like I said, we're going to, you're going to feel the heaviness of the misaligned energy. You're going to have awareness. You're going to choose the appropriate tool to shift out of that. Um, misaligned energy and then once that's moved out you're going to be able to embody the gift and so you know that you've shifted it out when you feel excited about your desires with nothing but joy in your heart feel unburdened by your dreams and goals and desires feel the kind of passion that fuels creative flow feel worthy of everything you have and will have Feel complete trust that your desires will be met even if you don't know how or why. No longer feel the need to desire things that don't really serve you. Desire the experiences over the material outcome. So for me, I know that I'm embodying the gift when I'm not fixated on my bills being paid. When I'm just creating, when I'm just doing whatever sometimes I will get an inspiration. Sometimes, okay, let me let's kind of go into this a little bit before I get to the process of integration with our subconscious and how that how the flow of that energy works. So sometimes I will get this idea pop in my head and I'm like, ooh, I'm curious about that. Let's kind of I want to do this, right? I, I just did my um I started doing my messages of the heart messages again. They came where people subscribe weekly and I uh channel messages for them and pull cards and um that came out of nowhere so that's that's been going there's a little bit of income there but it wasn't like i was like oh I need to think of ways to make money it came kind of came out of nowhere um i already put out the desire that i'd like to make more money and it's coming in in different ways and then the other one was a message from a client and she's like hey are you doing a Valentine's Day special? you know what, I could totally do a Valentine's Day special, let's do that. So it's almost it's I haven't quite mastered it, I'm gonna be honest with you, but I'm witnessing where I am allowing myself to open up to inspiration versus trying to mentally hustle my way through something. And it's making a big difference for me. I'm much more less stressed about things and I'm learning to really trust my intuitive instincts and what comes through, and that's just for me. It might be very different for you, but this is sort of the example that I've been experiencing. Now, for this last little, oh, we have a, we also have fears Amplified. This is going to be a long one, guys. I'm really proud of myself. I didn't think I'd get past 25 minutes, but here we are. <laughs> um, so the process of integration with the subconscious. Some of this stuff is going to sound familiar because I'm going to continue to reiterate what this process really is. Our healing journeys often incorporate becoming aware of the subconscious, hidden energy that we carry that tends to create unconscious behavior. The subconscious part of you was formed in childhood. It created a conditioned response to the world around you at that time that made you feel safe and created safety as you adapted to life. It served you and kept you safe, but for most people as they become adults, it becomes more of a hindrance than a help. So much of our, ev- our evolution sorry, revolves around dismantling all the things we needed to learn to survive so that we can consciously thrive. The level with which someone becomes conscious is also a process, and it isn't determined by the human brain. In other words, you don't actually control how much you awaken. Each individual path requires a certain sequence of events divinely orchestrated in order to move into the next phase of awakening. The reason I feel it's important to keep mentioning this is because you're not, it's to help people not judge themselves for not being awake more and to not judge someone else for not being awake more. It's easy to react to people when they're behaving unconsciously, but when this happens, at least for me, I quickly remind myself that before I woke up, I wasn't conscious enough to make that choice for myself. It required timing and sequence and a sequence of events before I actually did. Um, It can relieve any pressure of expectation that you may put on yourself and others as well. Um, That kind of just perpetuates further states of separation. So the process of integrating our subconscious energy into conscious awareness has a specific pattern within these cycles. It's not the only way, but I noticed that these um, energy cycles are giving us a certain rhythm to work with. So the details of the events and experiences that that you'll have are very different. Everybody's is a different experience. So I'm not going to give you specific examples. I'm going to give you kind of what happens. Um, In this cycle, we move through half-heartedness to desire, to lightness, to commitment, to devotion, and to rapture. Now, these are terms that I didn't come up with. They kind of come with gene keys and human design, so bear with me. (laughs) Um, They may have a different feeling for you, so try not to get too hung up on what the words mean and try and kind of focus on the experience that you're having. Some of you might feel rapture. Some of you might feel what rapture is described as in the dictionary, and some of you might have a different version of what rapture is, but it's an enlightened state of connection to source and just feeling the divine flow move through you um, in whatever way that comes through. It It just feels like a, to me, it's sort of that all expansive, I feel safe. And like I can take on the world, but I'm not ready to act on it. I just kind of want to sit in this really awesome space or awesome bubble of feeling. That's what rapture feels like for me. But it might be very different for everyone. So keep that in mind. Um, Now, I feel like it's just understanding that we're moving shadow out and we're opening up to the higher vibrational energy. So when you experience the feeling of half being half-hearted in your life or just having a half-heartedness about things in your life due to some form of unconscious lack so where you're in lack but you're not really conscious of it your natural state of survival will most likely kick your thoughts into thinking about things that could make you feel better about the life you're living Now, here's where things, that's kind of where desire comes in, by the way. Now, here's where things get uh, to be a little bit of a hiccup in the flow because there may be part of you, especially if you've been taught to work hard for everything you have that wants to muscle your desire into reality, put a little elbow grease into things, into making it a real tangible thing, right? The trick here um, is to actually only do the work that lights you up. If things become heavy, you're shouldering too much of the responsibility, which means the right people, the right opportunity, the right whatever isn't in place yet. When you feel light about it, you have a healthy sense of commitment to your passion, and that actually opens the door for you to live into your desires. So what it is, is it's the energy is taking us out of this place of unconscious lack with the feeling of being half-hearted, okay? And it's helping us identify things about our desire so we can actually live into the desire instead of forcing it to happen. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So here is, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the fear amplified because this particular gate has a undertone of fear connected to it where we are collectively shedding um, the fear of fate. So because where this gate is located in the body graph, fear of, of fate may be amplified at this time. Uh, so on top of the issue that we may have, um, try, where we're trying to force our desires to happen, we have a fear that some unseen force may take away our dreams. So there may be a real fear for you that if you don't cross all your T's and dot all your I's that you'll lose out is if you're somehow responsible for everything that does or does not happen. Much of this fear's origin stems from things happening in your childhood that so much of your child mind can't make sense of, like you wanting something and not receiving it because you were bad, or having some unseen force like work layoffs or money spent on other things take it away. There are many ways in which this could have shown up, and it's not to incur blame, it's to bring into your awareness as to what's driving your fears and the fear that fate will not be kind to you. uh, This can also be sometimes if you've grown up in a pessimistic household where, you know, the rich get rich and the poor get poorer or um, if you don't work hard, something's going to be taken away or if you're bad, (laughs) something's going to be taken away or, you know, we just we'd have, you know, if we didn't have bad luck, we wouldn't have any luck at all kind of kind of energy uh, this energy does have two sides to it so the one where we believe we will be destined to fail because um, we aren't good enough like we won't get what we want because we're bad and where we believe that some unseen faded force will rob us of our dreams if we're not working hard enough and really it's helping us it's helping us dissolve any idea that fate could ever be cruel to us We kind of create that in in our own way, but not I don't want to I don't want to be like this is this is a a tricky, a tricky place to be because I think what we believe is really powerful. But I don't believe we're responsible for everything that happens to us. Okay. Uh, it's helping us learn what we do and do not have control over. And it's helping us learn what is unfolding for us, um, not what is really happening to us. So really breaking down the victimization of what desires sometimes do to us and um, also the belief systems around not reaching those desires or being able to receive them. So uh, if you feel a little more pressure this week or feel a longing for your desires, just take a breath, ground yourself out, and lean into the energy. Let it show you what you're ready to let go of and embrace your authentic passion. Um, that's kind of it for today. <laughs> it's a long one, so I hope you enjoyed. Um, I hope it helped you guys greatly. Thank you for tuning in. I'm sending you all so much love, and um, yeah.